0: Join us, if you dare, it's movie night at your drive-in of terror. Each week, you'll hear about one campy movie for a laugh, one terrifying feature sure to scare your pants off, and one kid-friendly scare for the little ones, or not so little ones needing a little less terror. The show's about to start, get comfy and sit down in front. Oh, and one more thing. This episode contains spoilers. Consider yourself warm. Enjoy the show, if you're brave enough. Take it away, Shay.
1: Pull on in to our drive-in of terror for season two, episode 18 of Scare Your Pants Off, because it's movie night. Tonight's Fright-filled feature? Is come play. You grab the snacks. We'll kill the lights. How you doing, Tom? I am
2: really, really good. How are you today?
1: I can't believe we're eighteen episodes into our second season.
2: Wow. So where I, I didn't realize that. So it, like, I know we say the numbers and they just kind of don't register in my brain. I mean, we're almost done with the second season. Yeah. So, holy. Yeah, cow, I, I would have thought like twelve. Personally. Yep. <laughs> and i know we say it every time but geez
1: and, and i'll make, and it's funny because i i'm enjoying i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying the conversations about the movie so much and and because it's something i love doing normally anyways but i'm almost ready to hit that road trip back again i'm I'm looking forward to it
2: yeah me too i think i think it's uh, you know been uh, a good enough time, and and don't get me wrong, I, we were both having a blast, uh, you know, with it. But it just after twenty five, whatever we did, twenty six episodes, it, it was a time for a for a little bit of a change, just so because. Yeah, a lot of the stories are similar. So after mm-hmm. a while, but now we're gonna go back to it. it's gonna be fresh and it's been fun talking and rewatching a lot of these movies and because uh, it's uh, some of these I hadn't watched in a really long time until rewatching them for their show. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, crazy. 18 episodes, wow. So what's new? Anything?
1: So. And it's funny because usually like i you know i've watched this or I've watched that and whatever and i um uh, i a little over a month ago my son um just he'll come to me with a story once in a while and be like oh mom you should because i write i i'm a writer and um he'll come to me and be like oh mom you should try to do something with this and he'll give me like this little tiny little sliver of a snippet and um he gave me one like i said about a month ago And you and our, uh, good, good friend, good friend of the show. Roy came over, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before that Monday, after you guys left, I sat down and wrote the first chapter. We are fast forwarding to, uh, just under two weeks later. And I last night wrote my 13th chapter. I cannot stop writing. I I am insomniatic and I'm usually like that with either, like, I'll binge a series, I'll read a book, or whatever, and I I am non, I can't, I can't put it down, which is funny to say on about this end of a book, but I can't put it down.
2: That is, wow, that that is impressive, to 13 chapters in in under two weeks, essentially, I mean, that's, wow, wow, that's awesome yeah and life.
1: i'm and I'm excited about it too like i'm i'm yeah I, I never like i never like anything i do i i paint i grow i write i, I do it and i don't <laughs> i don't generally like any
2: of it same, i'm the same way about my stuff
1: yeah but but i'll tell you this this one this one feels different and i don't know why so i look forward to you know sometime in the future starting submissions and stuff like that but I am, uh, yeah. I feel this this one feels way different than anything else I've ever written. So
2: that's awesome. That's so cool. Awesome, I like that. I look forward to reading it because uh, that's, that's impressive. I, I I'm like floored at 13 chapters that quick. I mean, that's that's insane. That's all. That's awesome. Um, have you watched any? I uh, oh, basically no. If you read 13 chapters, so you probably haven't haven't watched anything. I was trying to think. It's it was like, to I'd I like to talk to you about, oh, Last of Us.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So everybody listening, we are currently, it is February 4th, 2023 right now. So the third episode of Last of Us just aired last weekend. Yes. That's what we're talking about. So yes. Holy crap. Oh my God. What's his frigging name? Why can't I remember it again? Um, Nick Offerman how where did where did that acting come he's always and i love him he's so funny he's dry but funny like he's like yeah he's not a serious guy but holy crap i goosebumps thinking about it but holy wow yeah that was an amazing episode so sad so good what about you
2: oh my god i i I think i felt every emotion in that episode it was just and honestly probably one of the most beautiful and perfect episodes of any tv show i've ever seen in my entire life it just it it was and not a lot happens i'd be mean, there's there's a couple of action scenes but not too much and but it is just so well done it is so it's so beautiful like you said uh nick offerman man, ron swanson from parks and recreations if you know him from that or uh just, married to, I believe, Megan Mullally, who is uh, Will and Grace and mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, oh my God, what a beautiful episode. It just all the emotions, just, the, it just a simple sort of, uh, uh, a love story during the apocalypse, but it was done so well and not like, uh, you know, I don't know a lot of other shows could do something like that. Yeah, just make you invested like that. It was,
1: oh. oh. Yeah. So- when you started watching it obviously we we saw the commercials nick offerman's in it and he's, and he's he's being very nick Offerman in the commercials and yeah so for me and i don't know if this happened with you but like for the first 10 maybe even like 15 or so minutes of that part of the episode mm-hmm. i was just i was just waiting for him to be nick offerman i was waiting for it to happen and it would have been bad i still would have loved it yeah because he's nick offerman but I I was waiting for it to happen and and then all of a sudden I am just so deep into it I forgot I was even waiting for something to happen
2: yeah exactly that's a perfect way because yeah it was in like the line I love the line not today you Nazi jackboot fucks and he comes out of the house and nobody's there it's got a gas mask on so that's what I kind of like you know I kind of figured it would be you know, and you know, Nick Offerman maybe kind of being a badass but also being kind of silly and you know, I thought we were gonna get our sort of typical fight in, fight in the yes. clickers type of episode and it just it's after that, after he comes out of the and no and says that line, everything, the whole tone of it just completely changes and it gets mm-hmm. into the, the the story of it and oh, I can't it was beautiful yeah it was it was just a simple like i said it's a simple love story in in, in the end times essentially and but it was just done so power it's so well so well i uh, yeah, i mean it just oh <laughs> it's
1: funny too and i and i feel like i feel like it's genuinely a huge credit to the people who wrote the show to people who are directing it that that episode was as literally breathtaking as it was because there have been other shows that have tried to do the one-off episode of just focusing on one or two people. And it, and it, and it doesn't, you feel like you're, you just missed an episode. You feel like they could have gone another way. You feel like you wish they just continued on with the story. And this episode of last of us, it really didn't drive the story too far ahead, but I'll tell you. I didn't feel like I was missing anything, and no. I, I feel like that's a huge credit to the director, because in most shows when they do that, I feel like I just missed some stuff cause that I, that I would have rather seen. I I can't think of anything I would have rather seen than that episode.
2: A hundred percent, and I'm thinking of a, a show in particular. I don't know <laughs> if you're thinking of the same show when they when they did it, and it just would feel like a waste of an hour. So. I,
1: are we thinking walking dead are we thinking like the rick episodes and the yeah
2: yeah just any of it when they would do that i mean a few of them here and there you know through the whatever 13 year run or whatever it was were okay but like none even came close to this and usually the two studies just kind of like oh i didn't need to watch they they just made that episode to fill their episode count it always felt like you know it's like okay we need 12 episodes for the network so and then and it would be that i always liken it to a show and one of my my, i hate the most and some shows have done it good but the episodes and shows where it's an episode that takes place all in somebody's head i fucking hate that i just it's occasionally a show will do it right occasionally rarely yeah. or it's oh oh, it's all in the head i fucking hate those episodes (laughs) so
1: so uh, do you know what else was great about this about that episode too and it, and this is going to sound like it's not a compliment but I genuinely mean it as a compliment so I'm going to say it and then let me unpack it just a little so it doesn't sound like I'm bad mouth on the show because I'm not yeah it didn't leave me wanting more not that I didn't I could have watched a full-length movie of that life yeah but when I say they didn't leave me wanting more, I'm not left wondering. They wrapped it up in a neat little box for me and handed me an entire story, and I friggin love it. That's what I love.
2: That's a great point, and I I, I, I don't think I can say anything better than that because that is true. It was it wasn't like oh, but what, but what, you know, like you have at the end of a lot of shows, or but what's gonna happen, or but 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 it, what? There wasn't any of that with this. It was it was just yeah tightly done story and yeah Whew. yeah i 100 agree with you there it's, uh, what a good show guys if you haven't watched it, aren't watching it make sure you go out and watch it because it's a great show
1: yeah you will not regret
2: it <laughs>
1: so i'm i actually i'm gonna uh i want to talk about something we don't typically talk about and, it, and it's funny that we don't but um have you read anything good lately
0: Read
2: anything good lately? I mean, oh God, why is my brain not working right now? Like I go, <laughs> I go. Through, I know I
1: put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No,
2: that's okay. Because I go through, I go through like phases with read and I read a couple comic books. Um, trying to think. What about you? Because <laughs> I'm trying to think here. So. To-
1: Recently I I started and finished very quickly um Stephen King's fairy tale.
0: Oh, and
1: okay. it was I so it's 500 almost it's between five and six hundred pages, probably airing a little bit closer to six hundred if I remember correctly. And um I started it on I think a Monday or a Tuesday, and it took me four days because I wow. could Not because I'm not a fast reader. I could not step away from that book long enough to give myself a coherent thought about anything but that book. It was so good. And it had me at times when I had to stop because like I can't read in the car, I'll get sick. I can't do certain things like that. But um if I wasn't reading it, I was trying to work out in my head what was gonna happen to the point where I had to repick the book back up. Stop what I was doing, and finish it. And I don't get like that about books often, but that book, I that is for me one of my favorite Stephen King books I have ever read.
2: Oh wow, I'm gonna have to check that out. And like that's impressive to uh, in three days to
1: do. I think maybe four days, but yeah, it was. It's I literally couldn't stop, and it was it was mind blowing. It was so good. Wow.
2: Oh, and I just thought of something I wanted to say, and then my phone beeped and that thought went away god damn this memory and it was i I don't even know if it tied to i think it tied to what you were saying and god damn this phone i gotta turn off alerts because it's like it just goes off and ah i totally lost that oh well
1: Eh, it'll come
2: back yeah i'll think of it at some point all
1: right so you want to dive into your campy
0: for those looking for a laugh, it's time for the cappy.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I got a good one this week, guys, and um, this is, I don't think a lot of you have probably, probably have not seen it. It's not a super popular film, but it's a really, really good one, um, and I really, right off the top, I'm really, I, before I even get into it, I encourage you to check this out. And I'm talking about the 2015 American comedy horror film, Cooties. It was directed by uh, Jonathan Milat and Kerry Murnian. Uh, I just found that kind of interesting that two people are uh, are credited as the director. You don't see that often. I mean, every movie, you know, TV show has an AD or assistant director, but for two to be credited as director, kind of interesting. Um, the screenplay was by Ian Brennan and Lee Wanell or Wanell, and uh, it's actually a really good cast. It's uh, a lot elijah wood allison pill i i i was combining elijah and allison and doing like i or something <laughs> like um that's allison.
1: what their babies can be named
2: yeah <laughs> uh rain wilson jack mcbrayer i love jack mcbrayer so funny um nasim pedrad ian brennan and jorge garcia Um, Interestingly, it was originally released on January 18, 2014 at Sundance Film Festival. And I only say interestingly because usually the movies you hear of coming out of Sundance are these, you know, three-hour super heady dramas or something like that or some sort of biopic or biopic as some people say. but so for something as campy and sort of just silly as this, I thought that was kind of interesting. But it had its, uh, you know, major release in the theaters, at least in the United States, about nine months later, on September or eight months later, September eighteenth of twenty fifteen. It's uh, it's only ninety four minutes, hour and thirty four, guys. So it's a, it's a real quick, and you and you're gonna have fun watching it because it's 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 funny, fun, and it, it goes by quick. Wasn't a super hit. It only did about, excuse me, uh, 581,000 at the box office. But it's going on to gross more and the OD and all that stuff. So, real brief synopsis, guys. It takes place in Fort Chicken, Illinois, where a batch of badly made uh, chicken nuggets containing a mutant virus arrive at the local Fort Chicken Elementary School a uh, student, a fourth grader named uh, Shelly Linker, uh, inadvertently consumes one of the tainted, black dotted chicken nuggets during lunch. So, I mean, uh, so from this point on, she's progressively getting more and more sick until we get to a point where she's in a classroom and she's acting feral another student patriot is trying to you know help the situation but also you know feel it out and inadvertently um you know pulls out one of her pigtails i only say because it's a cool scene i like that scene it It it, is it's and uh and she uh shelley who is now very feral ends up scratching clint And, and as you can imagine from this point, sort of chaos ensues, you know, because it's like a zombie outbreak. This virus, you know, it is transmitted through a scrap, so it's like a, and uh, more and more students are, are becoming infected. And then we get introduced to our group of teachers, our group of survivors. So it, it kind of follows the tropes of most, you know, zombie films and stuff, or even zombie television shows, now that we've seen a lot of it. Um, a group of teachers of survivors that are trying to make it out of the school and then you're going to try to make it out of town if they can get out of the school um, And in doing so when you know kind of finding their way out they realize that only the children can be infected um, So it's sort of a relief, but it still doesn't mean it's still they can still be killed so <laughs> it's it's a fight for their life they hook up with the janitor Hitachi he's one of my favorite characters i I bring him up just because he's just um he's a great character plus I love the names of some of these these characters in it you got a patriot yeah. you got dink I just because I love the word dink I think it's such a funny funny word a funny insult to call somebody a dink is, yeah. is is so funny and so much more effective than saying like even dick it's you're a dink
1: so it, much more because because they're like why did you just call me like yeah you're a dink
2: yeah it's it's <laughs> it's so good and it's just yeah, oh such a good one um and yeah guys i can't say enough good things about this i don't i'm, I'm purposely leaving out a lot i don't say that a lot but all like, i know a lot of you have not seen a lot of these movies and uh and like i said i know this isn't the most popular one but it's a really really good one it's a great cast I uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, one thing I want to recommend too is when you're watching it, make sure to watch all the way through the credits. There is a post-credit scene. And.
1: How did I not know that? There's a <laughs> post-credit
2: scene? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's short and it involves Hitachi, um,
1: huh?
2: the janitor. Hmm. It's very short and it's. Um, it doesn't change too too. It changes a, not much or anything, but just check it out. I, I, when I watch a movie, I want to see all the scenes personally, and I, I know I miss a lot of those post credit scenes usually because I don't have the patience to sit through credits. But uh, there is a post credit scene, so make oh. sure to check it out. It's uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. Now you've you've seen this, right?
1: I yeah. I have, and so a couple things. First of all. Fort Chicken, I can't hear that and not it. That just cracks me. That's ridiculous. I love that Fort Chicken. Yeah,
2: so funny. And it's it a is, chicken nuggets. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: there's so much truth in the fact that these kids, that little girl, ate a black spotted chicken nugget. Cause most, I won't say all adults, cause we all know a couple that would, but most adults are not gonna eat. That chicken nugget. I know I'm not. I'm gonna be like, "Mm, I don't like freckled chicken nuggets. I'm not into it. But, um, yeah. One thing that this movie does that I that I that I love when a zombie movie does, and it's and it's stupid and it and it's. I hesitate to say it's unrealistic because obviously it's a zombie movie. So (laughs) there's like maybe some reality possible in it, but it's mostly unrealistic. I love rapid decay I love that her pigtail was that easy to yeah yeah I I love it I don't know I don't know why I love that in zombie movies so much but I do because it's it's absurd but it adds it just adds this humorous that's a good point yeah this whole box of humor possible (laughs) with the rapid decay and I and I just love it
2: that's a great, great point. I didn't really put that together. But now that you say it, that's a, that's an excellent point. <laughs>
1: and another thing, I don't think there are enough children born anymore being named Clint. Eh,
2: that's true. I mean, I can't say that I've really ever known a Clint. Not like, me like I, 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 uh, now that I, I think about it, that's a good point
1: yeah there there needs to be more so everybody if, if you're having babies consider the name clint
2: that is a good point i, I don't think i've ever had a friend named clint so <laughs>
1: but if you did you'd remember you'd be like oh yeah clint You'd give like, oh yeah clint what an asshole or, oh yeah clint what a cool
2: guy right yeah yeah. you're that's right you would i would remember it so (laughs) that's that's funny that's really funny
1: he'd be the guy that you'd remember when he did something super mundane like hey remember that guy clint who like dropped his milk (laughs) i don't know why i remember that because clint did it that's why you remember it
2: yeah (laughs) that's a great point
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) well if you're okay with it, I'd like to move on to... Yeah,
0: let's sure. For those brave souls ready for a fright, it's time for the feature.
1: So I'm gonna talk about Come Play from nice. 2020. This movie is wildly underrated. I don't think when it came out, it got the hype it deserved. And I feel like too frequently, movies get the hype that they don't deserve
2: Mm -hmm. i I agree with that
1: yes but this movie was totally undersold and it really could have done with a lot more hype and still lived up to it because it was so good so this movie is directed by jacob chase and it's actually based on his own short film called larry google that google short film larry by Jacob chase, you need, you need to, it's incredible. Uh, it follows this movie follows a young boy who's nonverbal autistic named Oliver. Oliver relies very heavily on electronics because they are his voice. That's how he communicates with everybody. Now Oliver's parents are separated and in like near the beginning of this movie, his dad has, his dad moves out. Uh, Oliver is mainly cared for by his mom while the dad does whatever he can just to make money to help with like cost of treatments and therapy and things like that. Both great parents, both different strengths. One thing that I want to mention that I feel like is kind of, it becomes important towards the end of this movie is that Oliver has a hard time conveying emotion and he's never really had emotional moments with his mom which as a mom that would be heartbreaking Mm. not his fault not her fault it's it's unfortunately it was just it it's just the way things happened um and as much as it hurt her she was still the awesome like super supportive take care of you do whatever you do whatever i can for you mom that you would hope someone like him would have or would hope any kid would have um So one day at school, he is kind of lured into a big field by a bus, by a small group of kids, one of which he was friends with prior. Now I'll preface this by telling you that he can use his phone in school because it's how he communicates. He's not doing, he's not playing on it. He's literally verbalizing with it, but the other kids don't love that they can't have their phones and he can, they feel as though he's getting special treatment. So they lure him to the, this big field and they rough him up some, which is a little, that's that's kind of rough. Um, and one of them takes his phone and they throw it, and he can't find it. It's in tall grass, and he just he looked everywhere and kind of panicked, but he he just couldn't find it. Fast forward a little, and he and he winds up getting a tablet. Like he they had a tablet kind of lying around, and he got the tablet to replace the phone until they can get him a new one. He finds this app called misunderstood monsters. Uh, this tells a story of Larry who simply just wants a friend. And I love this. Larry is depicted as this really like thin, emaciated creature and he's very creepy looking. And he's kind of like hovered into a corner and it, it just talks about how he's different and all he wants is a friend and it's scary but sad and it's very beautifully done now one kind of cool thing that they did in this movie that i love when a movie does is the after he reads the story for the first time the lights go out which i know everybody every movie does that and that's fine but he picks up his tablet and he turns the camera on and starts going around his room because he can see better through the camera than he can with his own eyes obviously when there's no light because they have all those like high-definition whatever now as he's doing this you know those white boxes that tell you that it's detected a face starts appearing in his closet super freaking cool
0: um
1: so we'll fast forward again a little bit because I don't want to give away huge details because I want I want some of this to be a surprise for people that do watch it um you will learn Sorry, that you will learn. Uh, Oliver's mom sets up a sleepover with that kid Byron that he was friends with, now isn't friends with, and a couple of the kids. Those were the kids that really all roughed him up in the field. So she invited him over, and the sleepover was such a great scene because you could, you almost understood the other kids' frustration with him, because it's not an easy thing for younger kids to understand. But at the same time, you were mad at them for being so nasty to him, And they kind of took the tablet and they were making fun of his the story about Larry that he was reading and they read it. And then comes Larry. Byron, that boy, uh, ends up getting hurt by Larry because they see him in the camera And he walks over to where he was and he says, yeah, see, he's not here, this is just a trick or whatever. And then he he's not a trick, Larry was there and he ends up getting hurt. As expected, the moms all come and pick up their kids back up and they're like, nope, we're done, we're not doing this. And um, once again, Byron and Oliver are not allowed to be friends. Their moms are just not having it because too many bad things have happened. You know, a little while later Nick gets to spend, and I say gets to, because he genuinely seems to be happy about this. And it's not like a forced thing. Uh, He gets to spend like an overnight at work with his dad or close to an overnight. His dad is a parking lot attendant in these hours. So picture it, it's just this big, huge parking lot, mostly vacant, not completely vacant, but mostly vacant. And you're just in this glass shack or hut or whatever and it's funny and i don't know what's so unsettling about this but there's there's comfort in being able to see all around you i'll admit that there is to have 360 visibility but to be 360 visible is terrifying
2: yes i 100 percent agree and i i don't fully understand why but it's it is like you know it's it's horrifying yeah and I i don't know why like
1: do you have any thoughts as to why that is so so i i feel like think of it so it's gonna be funny i'm gonna explain it in kind of a way that might sound a little stupid but in my head it makes sense and i think a little weird but it might it might resonate a little think of it as the dark side of the moon so when you are facing forward If you stretch your hands out from one side to the other, that's your peripheral. That's what you can see. That is your light side. That is where you're safe. You can see anything coming from all, all of that 180 degrees. Okay. On its flip side, that's your shadow. That's your dark side. You can't see anything from there. That's a whole half of your being that you can't see anything coming from now when you're when you're in like a situation, like in the dark, like that, you, you, your visibility a is already very small because it's dark or whatever, but you now have that shadow. That's already always there that you can't see is now even darker. And I feel like, I feel like that's what's scary about it because your eyes are only capable of so much, even if you're kind of pivoting, you only have so much peripheral, you have blind spots. And that's where terror lies. It lies in your blind spots that's
2: that's a really great explanation that's no that that makes a hundred percent
1: sense, yeah, like, wow, right, yeah, well that's where that's like when they talk about like the dark side of the moon, that's where yeah, that's where it's supposed to be. Scary. That's where you know. I I don't know. It. That's what I think about when I try to figure that out in my head. Like, why is that scary? It is scary. But why is it scary? So, no.
2: That's that's a perfect explanation. That's perfect. That's awesome.
1: So while he's at work with his dad, Larry finds him because he has a tablet. There's other electronics in there, and he basically sucks the power out of a little hut. And this is the first time that his dad's like oh crap you aren't just imagining this this is happening and it 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 brings all of the horror to reality for him and now you know so he he will end up talking to the mom and they'll be like yeah no this is this is actually happening so we got to do something um they took his tablet and they broke it and they got rid of it because they felt that that is how larry was finding them because that's how they were seeing it mm-hmm. that's how they were seeing them so they thought it would just kind of end it one cool thing that did happen kind of amidst this is uh byron saw oliver on recess sitting up against the wall l- watching spongebob um on his device and he comes over and he sits with him and that's when you find out that a while ago why they had a falling out is because their moms cut ties because during a play date or whatnot byron accidentally got hurt by oliver it was an accident no one did anything malicious um but byron's mom got a little overprotective and just felt it better to cut ties so neither of the boys actually did that it was done for them so it kind of shows you like when there's a fallout from adults what happens to the kids it's it's kind of it's kind of cool but then they realized and they actually became friends after that and byron told his parents what they saw told oliver's parents what they saw and uh you know it, it brought more home the fact that larry is israel so i'm going to continue on and i'm actually going to spoil the end of this movie okay nice. so anybody listening that doesn't want me to spoil it. I'm telling you now, turn this Turn this episode off because yep. I'm going to keep going because it, it needs to be talked about because it's so good.
2: Either stop or uh, fast forward a, a couple minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: Yep, exactly. All right, so... Now, like I said, they broke the tablet. They figured this was the only way that Larry was getting in to Oliver's life, to their lives and stuff like that, but they are wrong. They very quickly learn that he just travels through electricity and that's how he gets wherever he needs to go. And obviously he needs to go to Oliver because he's who read the story. Cause only, you know, only a, a sad boy with out friends or whatever is gonna read that story. And Larry wants to be his friend. And I, oh, I love that. So the mom takes everything electronic out of the house that she can but he can still get in because there's still electricity going to the house there's nothing you can do about that there's electric wires and everything so she now takes oliver and they flee and they end up in that fit in that field from the beginning of the movie where they roughed him up a little and they threw his phone and it landed in the tall grass well guess what they find his phone the only electronic in that entire field and it brings larry right to them so scary because it's funny because when you see when you watch this movie you see it you know it's going to happen you you know because they're in that field they're like okay there's like yep his phone you know it's coming you feel it coming but it but it's still just it's still done so well so larry obviously finds them and he gets close to Oliver and he is just, he is, he has him, and all that has to be done. The way to get Larry to leave is to take his hand and be his friend and leave with him. So when you take his hand, you go away and that's it. Oliver is inches from taking Larry's hand. And you really, you are at the point where you're like, holy crap, is this gonna happen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then all of a sudden you, you hear the mom and she's running and she, and she gets to him and she grabs Oliver, and as she's grabbing Oliver, her hand comes out and it takes Larry's. And you—you will, your mind is friggin' blown at this point. And she puts him down, and he looks her in the eye for the first time ever. Looks her right in the eye, and that is him telling her he loves her, something she's never had the privilege of seeing before. And it, you can see it in her face that relief and yet a horror that that's probably going to be it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was beautiful. Now it fast forwards, the movie does a little bit of a time jump. The mom is still quote unquote missing. And the dad has stepped up like huge. The dad has always been good. He's always been, you know, a good dad or whatever done when what he can, but he has now taken over all of the stuff that the mom used to do and he really like he grew up a lot. I know that sounds weird to say it about an adult man, but he grew up a lot in this. Now, one night he hears like a commotion downstairs, and he hears Oliver kind of laughing or whatever. So he goes downstairs and he sees Oliver laughing and 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 like twer- like spinning about or twirling whatever mid air, like something was holding him. He has a moment of fear, thinking it was Larry, but then realizing why would he be laughing he wouldn't be laughing so he pulls out his phone and he aims the camera at oliver and it is his mom just dancing with him and he's looking at her and he's laughing and there's so much love there and it's so sad but it's creepy but it's so good freaking i can't say enough about this movie it's freaking beautiful it
2: is and for for a horror film it it won't one of the more beautiful horror films I've ever seen in my life it's it is it's very it's very touching poignant um, it's got you you know with horror you go in and you (coughs) expect to feel you know fear a little bit of fear and probably a little bit of sadness but this This film, you kind of run the gamut of emotions. You mean? All of them, yep. You know, it's you, you have fear, you have all that, but then you have hope and love, and just, and then just how beautifully it's shot and everything like that. The cinematography in it is just, in my, I I really love the style and the effects that they went for. And uh, I'm with you on that. It's just, it's it's a really good film it's a really really good film regardless of genre it's a
1: good film it, it's funny because it's it's um we will we'll get to the rating obviously but it's at, i remember when when my son was when he was really little and we're talking barely a year maybe a year but they they do this thing and they and they put their hand their little, tiny little clammy kid hands on both of your cheeks and he would do this he would he would put his hands on my cheeks and he would open his mouth wicked wide and put my entire nose in his mouth (laughs) and and then and, and i don't know why he did that but like he his little his little blue eyes were like staring right into mine but like that is that was him telling me he loved me and i can't i can't imagine going through your life and not seeing or feeling or knowing that from your own kid Mm -hmm. that would be terrible like the it's it's all the little ways even even before they can speak all the little ways that they tell you that to not have that would be i would have broken my heart i can't i don't i don't know how i would have been able to function as a mom if i didn't you know i'm sure i would have found a way but i don't know how i would have functioned as a mom without seeing that that would have or maybe it's because i i know it exists so so i know i would have missed it but i don't know it was yeah that
2: you bring that up too and it made me immediately think of um the show god uh i think you recommended it to me and the mom and the little boy and uh he just can't feel oh my god i can't think i'm doing yes Uh, um the
1: devil's hour Right. devil's hour
2: just that what your description just made me think of that and like that mother's anguish because of he doesn't know because of what's going on with that kid so it's um yeah that's got to be tough i mean i don't know the feeling myself but you know i can i can definitely sympathize and just yeah that's gotta be that's gotta be heart-wrenching
1: yeah all right you feel like we can move on to the rating yeah let's do it i would like to rate this movie from one to ten friends okay. so you go first
2: all right um i am gonna go and i don't. I, i'm gonna give this a very 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 solid eight um and just because it's a well done it, how well done it is i love the cinematography like i said um the, just that whole gamut of emotions you feel um yeah it's I, I ate all day i i you know if you ask me tomorrow it might be an 8.5 um but yeah. it's yeah it's
1: that good so it's funny because most movies most movies i agonize over this part of it a little bit you know i'll be like oh, you know, i'm gonna do this I'm, you know what maybe maybe this no this is too lenient this is too high whatever yep. uh when i thought about how i would rate this movie i i picked a number and i I haven't regretted it. I haven't had a second thought about it. I, I, it's the right number for me. And I'm gonna explain the number before I tell you the number. And it's this movie, like we said, hits in every, every gamut of emotions. Every, it checks every single box. It's scary. It's artful. It's emotional it's spine tingling it 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 is it hits every single box no it's not the scariest thing i've ever seen but it is honestly amongst the more chilling things i've ever seen because it hits it is larry is preying on innocence but he's not only preying on innocence he's doing it for a good reason it everything is everything just is perfect in this movie for me, and, I, and I'm actually going to give this movie a nine and a half. Friends, and I once I said it, I I knew that's what it needed to be. And if you're still listening and you still haven't seen this movie, go watch it because it's friggin' amazing. That's
2: yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's high praise too from Shay giving it a nine five. So she giving it a nine five, you know, you got to check it out. It, mm. it, it is, it's, it's just a really, really well done film. Alright, well right. Well I feel
1: like we can move on to uh the the family slash kids yeah. um movie for the day.
0: For the little ones. It's time for the kids scare.
2: Yeah, I have the family slash kids and I, I I it's one of my more favorite family movies. And I'm talking about the 2014 American Stop Motion um, animated fantasy comedy horror-ish film uh, directed by Graham Annabelle and An- uh, Anthony Stacchi, and that is The Box Trolls. It's loosely based on the 2005 novel Here Be Monsters by Alan Snow. Um, I just want to briefly talk about this voice cast because it is... Freaking amazing, There's the, the people that vo- do the voices. You got Sir Ben Kingsley, Isaac Hampstead Wright, L. Fanning, Deed Bradley Baker, Steve Blum, Tony Colletti, Nick Frost, Richard Io I-, I can never say his name. He was from the IT crowd. Have you ever seen that British show, Richard Ayo, ugh, I can't. I'm sorry, Richard. Um, Tracy Morgan, who I love, hilarious, and Simon Peck. Uh, you
1: know, I love Simon Pegg,
2: so good. Um, so just amazing, amazing voice cast. I'm always amazed by um so these animated films their voice cast and who they're able to rope in and stuff because it's just like you always get like these just unbelievable like like I say you have Sh- you have Sir Ben Kingsley, a Shakespearean actor, and you also have Tracy Morgan, just a SNL alum. It just oh, love it. Um, It was actually, it was released, originally released at the Venice Film Festival in uh, 2014, and then uh, of August, and then had its wide release in September. Uh, It's a fairly short film, 97 minutes, so hour and 37, so it's pretty, you know, your kids, it's not too long, kids should be able to, you know, stay fairly involved and, and engaged in it, you know, depending on your child, but it's only an hour and a half. It was made on a budget of $60 million, which is actually not bad for stop motion because stop motion is expensive to do yeah. and um, and hard and time consuming and, and all that. And it um, grossed 108.3 at the box office um, and has gone on to gross much, much more since then. So, all right. It's won a bunch of awards uh, it, it, it was nominee it was nominated for uh, best animated feature at the Oscars uh, best animated feature at the Golden Globes at the Baftas um yeah it's very critically acclaimed and here a brief brief synopsis in the summer of 1896 in the hilltop Victorian era town of Cheesebridge Norvenia. <laughs> And that is not a real place. There is no Nordinia, nor che- there isn't uh, Cheesebridge either.
1: You know, I, I feel like that is sincerely just because someone is procrastinating because it really should be a thing. And whoever is in charge of that should stop slacking and name something Cheesebridge.
2: I agree. I yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> um, so rumors start to spread around the town that the subterranean trolls known as box trolls and they're known as box trolls because they wear cardboard boxes um <laughs> i love it very simple They keep it simple it's not a convoluted reasoning as to why they're called the, the box trolls they wear boxes um if, the rumor is that they have kidnapped a baby so you know, people are gossiping around town, and everything, and you know, people get angry about it. These you know, dirty little trolls or whatever. Um, so, the uh, one of the the town's pest exterminators, Archibald Snatcher, uh, devises a plan and sets out to strike a deal with the city's leader, Lord Portly Rhind. I love that name. <laughs> Portly Rhine. Yeah, the names are great too, A Snatcher for an Exterminator, it's good. Yeah, you know, they're all clever little names. Um, and his plan for this Lord Portly Rhine is to, excuse me, exterminate every box troll uh, in existence for memberships into the city's cheese-loving council called the White Hats. <laughs> this is really funny. I, um, because he wants to be part of this council, yet he is severely, deathly allergic to cheese. So for him, it's all about the power, the respect, the the, the notoriety, if you will, uh, uh, of being part of the White Hats. And I love just that name, the White Hats, because that's what we used to call the frat boys back in college, White Hats, because um, they that's all wore, wore a white hat. And usually at the time, it was like some, like, a bunch of hats were abbreviating like so if it was the team's name was the game cox it would just say cox on the hat or and they did that with a lot of these college teams and all these white head frat white hat frat boys would wear i thinking it was like the most clever thing in the world and uh <laughs> and that's for another time sorry frat boys
1: no that's you know what it's funny it
2: works Um. Uh, so But, okay, so, you know, his, you know, he, uh, Lord Partly Rind agrees to the terms of the deal. But, in actuality, we see that the Bot Trolls are a peaceful and loving, caring community that live underground and only emerge at night when nobody's around to kind of scavenge through, um, Discarded items. They're only going to like trash or stuff that people does not want. So, and with these items, they try, they build, you know, useful inventions and stuff that they need for their community on the ground. They're just a very docile, kind, loving, caring community and creature. They, you know, they don't hurt anybody. And this boy that they supposedly kidnapped, they didn't kidnap him. They actually rescued him and have been helped to raise him because, um, they, you know, they didn't take him away and they're raising him the right way. He's becoming a a really, you know, he's, he's growing up to be a a well adjusted young man. Um, so you know, the exterminator with and Lord Portley's rhymes little deal slash plan is uh, in effect, and he's going around and you know, capturing, getting rid of whatever uh, a lot of these these trolls and uh, eggs. The boy, that's his, what he goes by, his eggs. Um, you know, gets wind and is disgusted and wants to change the perception of. These, uh, of the box trolls. And he sets out, he, you know, meets a young girl, and he is, that's his goal to chain and show these people that the box trolls, they're just, uh, a, you know, they're just a great community. And, uh, but you know, unfortunately, uh, the exterminator is actually making quite a bit of ground on capturing them, and at one point is able to trap almost all of them in, in an area, and we sort of think it's the demise of them. Um, but this is a kid's movie, and I, I won't, I, I won't spoil the ending just in case you haven't seen it, but you know that's what this movie is about it's about that struggle for you know um you know the boy and the box trolls to show that they are not a danger they are not a whatever to this community they just want to live and do their thing and uh, in a peaceful and harmonious way if you know and it can be in harmony with with the townspeople if they'd like if not they- themselves
1: don't judge a book by its cover it's plain and simple it's it's just it just don't don't think you know someone just by looking at them
2: exactly and that's what's so great about this um this film especially for kids i don't foresee any sort of age restrictions do you
1: no no honestly it even if they're too young to understand it the movie is visually so captivating and if they do understand it that they're not saying anything bad it's it's they're saying something actually quite quite lovely and yeah. i think it's really a perfect movie for any age that you're willing to let them watch it because it's it's so perfect
2: yeah and in like like to that it's the uh you know there's a lot of great themes and ideas and stuff in there that uh are good for kids to learn and stuff like that you know like you said don't judge a book by its cover and mm-hmm. And love thy neighbor, and all the all those good, may, maybe cliche things, but these things that kids need to learn growing up. You know, this is how they become well-adjusted adults. So I can't say enough good things about it, guys. I'll, um, you know, uh, I like I said, I purposely didn't say the ending, but it's that's what the movie is about. That struggle. So um, yeah. I highly, highly recommend this for you and your kids. If you're looking for something good on a Friday night to watch with the kids this is this is a a really good one and to shay's point just visually it's just it's it's captivating and stunning and yeah i highly recommend it highly recommend it. the box trolls
1: all right i got a question for you yeah it doesn't so don't take into consideration the size of the box don't (laughs) if you're just tuning in this conversation sound really funny um don't take into consideration the size of the box that you would find in the store or whatever. Go simply on what you would like and what you feel like you would end up being called. What would your box be?
2: Oh, ooh, let's see. Huh. That's tough. Well, I, I think about it. Have you thought about it? What would you do? I,
1: so, <laughs> yeah, That's I think tough. I have. I think I figured it out. I would be i would most i would definitely be a candy because i my sweet tooth is ridiculous and if i could only live on candy i would um but I've, i i kind of dawned on me like not too long ago that i might eat an unnatural amount of smarties for i love them they're perfect they a little crunchy and, and yeah they're perfect so i think i would be smarties okay i
2: huh, i like that i like that so that makes me think there's nothing I really like. Uh, a shit on. Like my first thought was I'd be like a TV box, but because <laughs> um, I I feel like I watch a lot of TV, I'm trying to think of like my. I could also be a Red Bull box. I like Red Ooh, Bull. Okay. <laughs> I. That's How a tough it? question. That's a. That's um. I. Uh, give me some time to think about it and i will uh, on one of our next episodes i will i i will uh definitely have a better answer
1: for you i need i need a little time to think
0: <laughs>
2: i like
1: it i like it i'm gonna i'm gonna come back at you for it again in a oh. couple episodes and to see if you see if you've truthfully thought about it because everybody listening yes knows how tom can be sometimes yes we're saying he's gonna do things for us like you know well we're not gonna get it we all know what tom does so i will be back for this question um all right have you got anything else for me i do not all right well for everybody listening thanks for joining us meet us at the snack bar next week when freaks is on the big screen until then sweet dreams thanks guys bye
0: as always thank you for listening Feel free to reach out to your hosts by email at ScareYourPantsOff9 at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you get your podcasts. If we haven't scared you away yet, you're our kind of people. So check under your bed and keep your feet under the covers And those closet doors shut. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week.